Hey, if you're a workplace coach or work in HR or anyone working with challenging conflict situations at work, we've created a coaching method that any coach can learn. The goal of New Ways for Work Coaching is to help employees or whoever is taking it to learn personal relationship skills for productive relationships. Essentially, it gives employees a chance to learn new skills and to change before big decisions are made about their employment. Sometimes they're just lacking skills and New Ways will teach them. If you'd like to know more about it, we offer our New Ways for Work coaching training two to three times a year. And these trainings are a combination of on-demand, which you can watch 24-7, and Zoom training with Sherilyn Knapp and Bill Eddy on the on-demand portions. You'll find the link for this in the show notes below. Sign up at highconflictinstitute.com forward slash upcoming dash courses or email us at info at highconflictinstitute.com. Welcome to It's All Your Fault on True Story FM, the one and only podcast dedicated to helping you identify and deal with the most challenging human interactions, those with someone who may have a high conflict personality. I'm Megan Hunter, and I'm here with my co-host, Bill Eddy. Hi, everybody. We are the founders of the High Conflict Institute in San Diego, California. In this episode, we focus on high-conflict situations in the workplace, and we'll introduce our just-released Conflict Influencer Certification course. But first, a couple of notes. If you have a question about a high-conflict situation or person, please send them to podcast at highconflictinstitute.com or on our website at highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast. You can find all the show notes and links at that address as well. And please give us a rate or review and tell all your friends, colleagues, or family about us, especially if they're dealing with a high conflict situation. We're very grateful. Now let's talk high conflict. So today we're going to be talking about high conflict in the workplace. And we're hearing more and more about that. And of course, we've been working over the last few years with people with high conflict situations in the workplace. And there's all types. So you could have a customer who's just yelling at you over the phone or in person. Um, we hear a lot, our, one of our favorite articles on our website is dealing with your narcissistic boss. And so we hear from a lot of employees who have a narcissistic supervisor on up to the head of the company sometimes. And so how do you manage that? Then we have coworkers who get into conflict with each other. Uh, some of the tech companies we've consulted and trained with call it uh, sharp elbows. They've got brilliant people who just have a hard time getting along with uh, their coworkers. So we've really addressed this um, in many ways in terms of training, consultation, etc. And now we're starting to look at how can we help organizations at the organizational level and so we're going to end up today talking about uh, certification and how we can really help individuals, managers, and the whole organization. So that's what I've seen. That's what we've been seeing. Megan, what have you been hearing from people in various roles within the workplace about high-conflict situations? 
Well, it's kind of interesting. You know, there's always been conflict in the workplace. And like you said, it's for 15 years now, or going on 15 years, one of the number one search term on our site has been managing my narcissistic uh, boss. <laughs> so it tells you there's a lot of lot of uh, conflict out there. Um, so uh, what's different really, I think in the past two years uh, during the pandemic, and now we're, I, I think entering the post-pandemic phase, is more conflict. And, and I kind of see that as a um, you know, those who are would not really qualify as a high conflict personality, but just are having a lot more anxiety and fear. Uh, I think that that has increased conflict. And that's what we're hearing from organizations all over. And, and then those who, you know, may have a high conflict personality are creating even more conflict. They're louder, they're blaming, they're, they're, they've, it's like the if, if there were any restraints prior to the pandemic, those restraints are gone at this at this point. So they're causing a lot more problems for those in in management uh, or those in you know the human resources departments and uh, you know people that work in those departments. If you're listening, you know exactly who we're talking about here. Those people who you know blame constantly and kind of take a victim role and um, they just cause a lot of disruption either you know, within their team or in their department, or even if they're in um, in leadership, we do see this um, a lot and hear a lot from organizations that it's all across the board at all levels. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot more trainings in the workplace and mm-hmm. now we've created a certification course. So let's talk about this. What What is it and what are we hoping to accomplish? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bill. <laughs> so, um, you know, as you know, it's a kind of a new new deal for us to offer this certification. And, you know, where it came from was a need for something beyond typical training. Now, I wouldn't consider our training anything uh, close to typical because we are, I, I really do believe that what we teach is next level. And I don't say that in a narcissistic way, but just it's, um, you know, we come to uh, to organizations and present material um, about understanding this high conflict personality. And then we also give actual solutions <laughs> beyond hitting a pillow or, you know, um, escalating your voice. We have solutions that actually match what is needed for that high conflict situation. So people uh, in organizations really like that. And they've been asking for something more like how can our employees get skilled up in this? So uh, putting our heads together, we've, we've come up with this, this certification uh, course for people in the workplace. And, um, it's it's really pretty interesting because you know you can take a lot of online courses and I know there's a lot there are a lot of certifications um, out there but I don't think there are any that really address high conflict situations um, and then what we did that's a little bit different with this beyond our normal different is to include a live lab so that people can practice the skills. So what we have really is some. Uh, online information, online videos with instructions. We go over a lot of our skills. 
uh, calming upset people with empathy, attention, and respect, teaching people how to write emails, using our BIF method, brief, informative, friendly, and firm, helping people solve problems by making proposals and analyzing them. So it's really skills focus, which I I agree with you. I think we're we're much more simple and practical. But what we've really learned over these nearly 15 years is it really takes practice and that that's what we really are offering to people. So it's not just theory, it's practice, and people have really seen things work. Yeah, these these uh, live labs seem to be what's getting organizations pretty excited about this because, um, you know, I've, I've heard you say a thousand times in trainings, Bill, that you really have to practice this because uh, it's n- the, these skills are different from what we're used to doing. So if we all have a default system and how we uh, react to people or respond to people, uh, I mean, like 80% of us probably respond and react in the same way to almost everyone. And one of those, for example, might be instead of using an ear statement when someone's upset or blaming, um, ear being empathy, attention, and respect. Um, our default is to usually argue with them or keep explaining something to them or continue the, you know, trying to reach resolution. Or, But in that moment, you have to stop. You have to stop yourself and do something different from what you're used to doing, something different from your default. And this, this is why our live labs are really important is to learn how to stop yourself because <laughs> it's just so natural and normal to want to come back at someone or argue or explain. I, I'm an explainer, so I'll try to explain and explain. Well, in that moment, that person probably doesn't have a lot of access to the problem-solving logical uh, parts of their brain. And so it's really illogical for us, right, to, to keep trying to get them to use logic when they can't access it. So we have to do something a little bit different. Um, so that is a big differentiator, I think, in, um, in having this certification. And it's, uh, I, I think practice will, will make all the difference for people in, um, in these organizations if, as they go through the course, learning the skills, and then um, practicing them. So in that, in we have two labs, two live labs. And the first one is where they're going to learn those skills that you mentioned, Bill. So, you know, how to analyze their options. I call it dilemmas and decisions because high conflict situations, high conflict people present us with dilemmas <laughs> all the time, just repeatedly, consistently. So um, because... Our default system says, hey, I'm just going to do things the way I usually do. We need something that will stop us and make us uh, analyze our options and review that list of options for our own high conflict thinking. As you developed in your book, It's All Your Fault, Bill. And um, (laughs) it's kind of funny to be talking to you about this as if I'm telling you, but we're actually telling our our listeners. (laughs) So they're going to learn, you know, how to stop themselves by thinking, okay, I've got a dilemma. I need to analyze my options. After that's done, um, one of the options will probably be do nothing. One will probably be respond verbally, and one could possibly be respond in writing. And so then we teach our techniques of using ear statements for verbal and uh, BIF responses for in writing. Like if you're responding to an email or you have to write that difficult letter, or I suppose even in a performance review, it could be somewhat helpful, right? Absolutely. 
So what, what seems to be happening is people are caught by surprise, by high-conflict behavior, so they react automatically, emotionally, and we what we do is give people methods to respond with instead of your ordinary reaction like you said that it's not it's it's in a sense so instinctive if somebody just blurts out an attack and says well you're an idiot you're doing it all wrong you know let me show you and our temptation, our gut feeling is, no, I'm going to show you. <laughs> and, and that usually makes things worse, not better. And so we have our methods of responding. So when you're caught by surprise, you go, wait a minute, I'm going to do this. And then you do this, and it calms things. Because what we're dealing with today is a lot of people who are anxious, upset, angry, distressed, depressed, all of that. And they don't know really what they're doing either. And so our kind of skills are simple, but give simple direction to how to deal with things. Like you said, calming and verbal conversations and in writing. So we really, really have a chance to take care of all of this, make it so much simpler. Really, the goal with this is to to get people practicing and truly to get whole organizations skilled up in this way, uh, to learn to communicate differently with everyone. Because this, it isn't just about communicating with or handling that high conflict person. It's really can calm an entire organizations. And we've seen that work in companies, in law firms, where they require by policy that everyone use BIF in their emails, you know, make sure that's a BIF response, to use EAR when um, communicating with others, to have this respectful communication. And they, you know, not everyone has to understand the, all of the, you know, the brain parts and, and what's happening, but they do need to, to use these skills as a matter of how we communicate in our organization. And I mean, as you know, um, ear can so quickly calm another person. And I, I'm, I'm interested, Bill, to know what you would think about um, ear as a calming technique for an entire department or BIF, right? If several people are copied on an email and every and someone re responds with, with a BIF response uh, to reply all and everyone reads that, I think it's a teaching moment for them and a calming moment. Would that be true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, we're, we're human beings and we're influenced by the people around us. And so that's certainly been figured out, like in drug and alcohol treatment, is sometimes you got to change your friends if you want to stay clean and sober. Well, in the workplace, if you change the team, if the whole team learns this, then that can really have a great impact. I remember doing a, uh, a training for 1,100 people with one of our city government departments and then talking to, well, I'll tell you, it was the district attorney's office, and they have an annual meeting, and they wanted these skills. So 1,100 people got these skills in three hours. It was a short training. But as you mentioned, Biff, Biff is particularly good one for those written responses. So I had a conversation with the district attorney a couple weeks later, and she said, well, everybody's biffing each other now, and if something you know, they get a nasty email, 
someone says, hey, you ought to use a BIF with that. And the whole organization knows. And they know when each other is using that or not. And so they get a hostile email from another department and they can go, wait a minute, you know about this. It's like, oops, I forgot. And so they use a BIF response. But I think Part of what's great, like you said, up and down in organization is these skills don't matter what position you're in. You could be the head of a company. And if you use these, it's going to help your public image. And you could be near the bottom of the company. And yet using these skills will help your life be happier, will help people respect you more and give you opportunities for growth within an organization. So what we've learned, it isn't really uh, what position people are in, it's what methods they're using to communicate that make people want to be around them or not want to be around them. And the stress on a whole organization ripples throughout. So if the whole organization has these kinds of skills, it's almost like a, an immunity to high conflict so that they can manage things and and recognize, hey, I can see how stressed you are, me too, you know, let's see what we can do. Let's resolve these dilemmas, as you said. Yeah, that's interesting what you said about immunizing an organization, which you also, you know, figured out for the family courts. Let's, let's immunize the family before they come become you know, entrenched in this protracted conflict and and stay in this high conflict mold, so to speak, for the rest of their existence, really, and and just destroying the children. And I guess in an organization, it's much the same. Why not immunize and have these have this have them trained up in this and make it a matter of policy, right? And encourage people to do this and continue teaching new employees because it will make a more civil workplace. So I have a question for you. Did 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 a company actually write into their policies that people should respond with BIF responses? Yeah, we've had a few um do that. And it's it's interesting because I we found a few bumps along the way. Like if someone says, well, you didn't use a BIF response or remember to use your BIF, use your BIF, right? And it, it kind of gets wet, can get weaponized if, <laughs> um, by some who, who mean harm with it in a way or trying to be passive aggressive. But in, in general, it's been very highly successful. And I think of one law firm uh, a, a quite a large large law firm who implemented it, and uh, they just they just said, "Look, we're using ear and we're using BIF, and and that's that." When we communicate in our organization with each other internally and externally, externally with our clients and opposing counsel and courts, wherever we are, we are going to use BIF and ear. Um, and it was really interesting because it didn't take but I think it was an hour or two of training on this um, for that organization. And it was all levels from managing partners down to paralegals to receptionists. And I guess within um, less than 30 days, they'd completely transformed the atmosphere. And by then, they really kind of had it more ingrained and they just kept using it. We've seen it in, in smaller companies, larger companies, and uh, it just, it works. That's so good to hear. And we're getting more and more requests for this kind of organizational level training. And it just makes so much sense. A community 
using the same techniques and realizing and helping each other out. Oh, they go, what am I supposed to do? And they say, remember, you can just keep it brief because it's a BIF response, things like that. And I want to mention we're using these terms a lot. It may sound super simple, but when you practice it, it takes a lot of practice. And it is simple at one level. At another level, it's hugely uh, addressing complex brain behavior and interpersonal behavior. And so it's the practice that really makes it work. And in a sense, you practice every day because people get hostile emails every day. Um, but you don't need to generate more of them yourself. And it, it's um, it's very exciting to see people really turn conversations around um, using these techniques and having people calm down and and get along and be happier and more more look forward to going to work. Right. And bottom line, uh, that's it, right? This is about people. This is about humans who, you know, don't want to drive into work with a knot in their stomach. You know, I've been in that situation myself. Um, I remember, you know, driving in my morning commute with a knot in my stomach thinking, oh, just dreading that day again and, and you know, interacting with, with that particular boss. And, um I remember doing the happy dance when that person resigned and <laughs> moved on to another company. The whole department did a happy dance. But uh, so I think when you have happier people, of course, uh, you have a calmer environment. You you really will have happier employees, more satisfied employees. They will not dread coming to work. Um, but the one of the other significant uh, advantages here is that I think most People understand that that people with high conflict personalities take a lot of time and energy. And in a company, any organization, you know, time is your friend or your enemy, and you need a lot of you need to be focusing on um, your organizational goals, right? And bottom line, and generating revenue, and uh, acquiring clients, and servicing clients, and and just doing the best you can. And we want to think. Just like in the, the the legal field, you know, attorneys go into the practice of law thinking they're going to get to apply the law <laughs> in their cases when there's all of this other high-conflict activity going around and they have to manage all that. Same thing in an organization, right? Um, if you use these techniques, we find that there's just a lot less time spent on all of the, the dilemmas and disruptions that, you know, high-conflict uh, situations create. Um, and I, I think of uh, one organization I was consulting with who, um, from one simple email, right, like a two-liner, it resulted in 11 hours. I counted the hours, actual man hours that management, HR, me, the consultant, um, had to engage in, uh, had to spend to uh, address this one email. Now I was brought in late, <laughs> so um, if I we could have prevented some of that if we were brought in a little bit earlier. But that's it's well. Let's have this meeting. Let's have this meeting about it. I mean, it, it just isn't necessary. Um, if if some the person had receiving the the hostile email had given a biff response, it would have circumvented all of that. And it doesn't mean it cured the person who sent the email. However. You know, there are other 
things you can do. We have, you know, uh, like the New Ways for Work coaching program that we have can help coach someone that really struggles with these interpersonal issues and can make them, you know, help help them become more pr- productive unless they're so high conflict that it just, they they end up leaving, right? They might say, heck no, I'm not not participating in, in any coaching. I don't need it. Actually, that's, that's, that's a real good point because what we found when we've done training organization-wide is that some people leave because it really stands out. Their behavior is exactly what we're talking about, and they can see that they don't want to change it. And some people do. Some people try to change it. But it's not unusual that we see people leave. People um, know that the culture is changing into one that's more cooperative. And if they're a bully and, and the way they behave is, is not something they want to change, they're going to change organizations to another one that's got, got less structure and less methods for managing them. And interestingly on this, from the, the cases I've been involved in and that I've studied, it's very common that organizations let a bully, for example, stick around much longer than they should. So, you know, they figure it out after a year, and then after three years, they say, okay, we really just have to let this person go. But over those three years, there may be 10 other people that have quit that they wish they had kept. And so, so much of this information helps people see when when behavior really is over the top. And some some bullies can be retrained in a sense, like those sharp elbows in the high-tech companies, but some of them can't and need to be moved out. And that's that's we we really help with that. We help it get clearer. And the coaching you mentioned, I I think it's so important when you see one of these situations beginning is to give the person some coaching. And in many cases, they can get on track and do okay or do really well. But some I've had consultation cases where they say, we have a middle manager who just t- writes these terrible emails. Should we fire the person or, or, or what? And I said, don't fire them yet. Teach them BIF response emails and see if they can learn that and do that. And if they can't, then that tells you they're not going to change because it's such a simple method with practice. So it's it's really helpful for organizations to know it isn't just skills for everybody. It's also understanding where you may need to draw the line. Next week, we will continue talking about high-conflict workplace situations, focusing on a listener question having to do with the Biff and ear communication skills and when they are used against you or with you, I guess, by a high-conflict person um, who has a decision-making management role. So that high-conflict person is turning these skills around and uh, kind of making things hard for you which makes sense, right? So um, this can have a really high impact on both the individual um, and the organization as a whole. 
So send us your questions uh, to podcast at highconflictinstitute.com or submit them to highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast. Tell all your friends about us and we'd be very grateful if you'd leave a review wherever you listen to our podcast. And if you're dealing with a high conflict situation at work or at home, keep calm and use your skills. You'll find the missing piece. It's All Your Fault is a production of True Story FM. Engineering by Andy Nelson. Music by Wolf Samuels, John Coggins, and Ziv Moran. Find the show, show notes, and transcripts at truestory.fm or highconflictinstitute.com slash podcast. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. Our show.